Hi, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. It's been a while since I posted a, a midweek idea. Hopefully, we'll keep it relatively short, something to the point. The Orcha Sadiqim actually tells us something really interesting, that one of the ways that a person can change their attitude towards mitzvahs, if they have a really hard time struggling, seeing things as really important, and kind of like, you know, giving that extra oomph, is not to focus on the action itself, but to focus on who is the one that commanded it. Having that paradigm shift, that reframing of it, it's not about the thing itself, it's about who commanded it. Okay, what does that mean? <clears throat> it means you have a certain mitzvah, barnefoshas, benching afterwards, benching after you eat. So important, of course, but oftentimes we forget. We get involved with something, we've, we, we walk away from the table, we're on a rush to begin with. It's, it's not understandable because, of course, it's, a, it's in our very, it's hard to understand our various, but it, but it makes sense. So how does a person change themselves to realize that, hey, this is important, this is a mitzvah? So says the Sadiqim, understand it's not the fact that you have to bench is what makes it so important. It's the fact that the Kaddish Baruch Hu, who loves you so much, who cares for you, who wants the best for you, who gives you food, who's mitzavit, sibais around the world in order to get this egg that's in front of you. The amount of middlemen to get this egg from the farm to where it needs to get in front of you, amazing. And he does it for you because he loves you. He wants to provide for you. He wants you to live a healthy and fulfilled life, a life of gratitude, a life of appreciation. <clears throat> That attitude of redefining, it's not the mitzvah itself, which is important. Of course, the mitzvah is important, but that's not the motivation per se. It's the fact that the Chazikim gives a mashal, where he has two students, he has two slaves, or two avadim, whatever, two avadim. And one, he tells him to do a very important, very time-bound idea, it's very needed. And he tells another servant to do something that's not necessarily so needed, and not necessarily time-bound. The one that, of course, does the more the more important, more time-pressured mission, of course, he, he rewards him handsomely. But the student, but the Evan that did not go ahead and do the actual job, who did not actually go out of his way and do the work, he said, oh, he's not needed, he's not going to even pay attention, he's not going to even notice. The king put him to death. And the question is why? Because if the king tells you to do something, you do it. It's not built on the, the, the issue itself, the thing itself. As the mission says in August, you do every mitzvah, we view it as if it's a chamur. What does that mean? Because you don't know. Because we don't know. We don't, we don't truly know which one is kal, which one is chamur. In this world, we have some inkling, some idea that you have, of course, not eating on Yom Kippur. But of course, for a man, putting on a putting on tefillin every single day, important. Keeping shop is important. But to also remember to say our brachas, our ashayotza after we come out of the bathroom, also important. Because it's Hashem that told us to do it. That guy. Now, I'll tell you something really interesting. The, the, in the Code of Hammurabi, right, the very famous archaeological find where the, the, these codes that were found in ancient Babylon that was obviously written down at the command of this man named Hammurabi. So it's the Codes of Hammurabi. And if you take a look over there, there's actually some aspects of the Code of Hammurabi that are slightly similar, not entirely, because you have to know the original Akkadian language, but slightly similar to that which is found in the Torah itself. And a lot of people, they struggle from a faith standpoint, I understand, how could it be? It must be Moshe Tukke, it must be our Torah is not original, which, by the way, makes a huge mistake in assuming that just because something needs to be holy, it needs to be new. That's not the point. For something to be holy, it doesn't have to be new. It needs to be godly defined. It needs to be godly infused. Because I'll tell you why. If you have a rule that's only, the only reason that it gives it chashivas is because it's Hammurabi, he told me I have to do it, and if I don't do it, he'll kill me, to try my head off. What happens when Hammurabi dies? 
the rule loses its power. All right, we don't do what happened 99% of what he did anymore. But when the mitzvah, when the Torah, the Ten Commandments are built on the expression of God's will, it's a God, an unchanging God. He is the one that infuses each of those mitzvahs with importance. And God never changes. God does not die. He doesn't even sleep. <laughs> then the rule doesn't change. The application doesn't change. It's just how we relate to that king. Feeling that attitude of gratitude. Understanding that when Hashem does something for you, yeah, we should feel a, a debt towards him that we want to repay that feeling back. Call to have a wonderful day.